This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Wednesday, March the 16th. Hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, news on why the sky over Kent has been a very strange colour today. Plus, we'll have reaction from Gillingham's game last night. But first, it's been a while since we led with this on the podcast, but COVID cases in Kent have risen by almost 80% in a week. Latest figures show the number of people testing positive is at its highest level since early February, following a four-week dip in infections. Only one part of the county currently has an infection rate lower than the national average, and that's Gravesham. Well, our reporter Lydia Chantler-Hicks has been asking shoppers in Canterbury if they're still concerned about the virus. I think less worried now because I've had all of the jabs. However, I think it's still important to sort of take precautions where it's necessary. For instance, when I go into shops or if I'm on public transport, I always wear masks. But sort of outside of that setting, I feel like so many people are walking around without masks and so on. It gets to a point where you almost have to go with the flow. Um, I just think that, you know, everyone's been amazing and um, I, I, I just feel we've got to carry on being sensible. Um, but we have to live our lives as well. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have had a lot of tragedy and one thing and another. But, um, yes, you know, and carry on washing our hands and, you know, just just being sensible, really. I think it's sensible to sort of be wary still. I know it isn't as bad as it, as it was, but I'm of a certain age that it could be bad. So that's it. Do you know, I think anecdotally, of many people at the moment who Oh, gosh, yes. Here? Yes, half my friends have got it. Yes. So I'm keeping my distance. At the moment, I think I feel safer wearing a mask than not. I am quite worried, yeah. Very worried. I've got COPD, so I'm pretty worried about it, to be honest. So, like, I, I lost my mask, so my mum gave me this one. Which, uh, I wear it when I go into shops, when it's crowded places. Other than that, yeah, when I'm out in the open. You can head to the story at Kent Online for details on the current infection rate for where you live in Kent. And this news comes ahead of all COVID travel restrictions in the UK being removed on Friday before the Easter holidays next month. Meantime, Kent's public health director has raised concerns about the end of free COVID testing and less access to infection numbers. Dr Anjan Ghosh says at a time when cases might actually increase, we will not have that much data. So it poses a bit of a risk. Well, Medway's public health director has also warned that it will make it harder to identify new variants. Kent Online News. At the top stories today and police are investigating after a man in his 70s was found dead at a house in Sittingbourne. Forensic teams are still outside the property in London Road this afternoon. The Bishop of Dover has criticised the government's policy for refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. Rose Hudson-Wilkins spoke of her rage and frustration at the Russian invasion. She's calling on everyone to provide aid and sanctuary to those who are running for their lives. While well, five and a half thousand Ukrainians have now been granted UK visas under the government's family scheme. A total of 20,000 applications have so far been submitted. Three Metropolitan Police officers who worked with Sarah Everard's killer have pleaded not guilty to sending grossly offensive messages to him. 
PCs Jonathan Cobbin and William Neville and ex-constable Joel Borders allegedly shared racist and misogynistic WhatsApp messages with Wayne Cousins, who's from Deal. The trio have been released on bail until their trial in July. More details are emerging about what led to the death of a baby after his mum was turned away from a maternity unit at the Kent Hospital. She'd been told the facility at the QEQM in Margate was shut and she should go to Ashford's William Harvey Hospital instead. Archie Batten died not long after being born in September 2019. An inquest is currently being held at Archbishop's Palace in Maidstone. An independent review into baby deaths in East Kent is also taking place. A man's doing court after several vehicles, including an occupied camper van, were set alight in Ramsgate. Thankfully, no one was injured when the fires broke out on Anne's Road in the early hours of Monday. But a 20-year-old has now been charged with 10 counts of arson and one count of reckless arson endangering life. A 19-year-old man who was also arrested has been released on bail. Now, green campaigners in Kent fear the current conflict in Ukraine is being used as an excuse to re-explore the idea of fracking for gas. There have been calls to look into new energy sources so we don't rely on supplies from Russia. But some say things like solar and wave power would be much better than drilling into the earth to release gas supplies. I've been speaking to Tunbridge-based Green Councillor Mark Hood. We need to keep fossil fuels in the ground uh, as much as we can um, and we need to make a transition to uh, renewables as quickly as possible so that we can um, so we can enjoy the kind of energy security that um, that this whole crisis has exposed our vulnerability with. So no, it's just, it's a nonsense. The idea that we, we're going to start fracking in, in the UK is for the birds. Some people might not understand what fracking is all about. If in layman's terms, you're able to just describe it for us and then explain your concerns about it. Yeah, uh, fracking, basically you pump a whole cocktail of uh, chemicals and fluids down into uh, into uh, the shale um, a strata of rock which can contain the shale gas and then basically the that forces the gas to the surface where it can be um, collected and then it's it's a replacement for um, for conventional gas that we um, that we all know but it's it the dangers are um, that it, it can damage aquifers that we rely on for our drinking water and um, we've seen when it's been introduced in in the north of England um, in Cumbria it's actually caused uh, earth tremors. You mentioned earlier that renewables should be the way forward and that's how we need to be getting our energy in future what ideally would you like to see then? We benefit hugely don't we because we've got um, wind um, farms all around us uh, whenever you go to the seaside you can see you can seem to be able to see a wind farm uh, so we're blessed by having having that. We know that having onshore wind is much much cheaper. Um, again, we're surrounded by the, the sea, so t- why why aren't we harnessing the the power of the waves? That is something that is you know tidal um, power is is so predictable. Um, so why aren't we why aren't we looking at at, at that? Um, why aren't we looking at um, harvesting the heat that's actually in in our in our disused um, mine workings? We, that's happening across the north now. So why isn't the Kent coalfield being used for for that? Uh, there's, there's a whole. We've got solar energy. Kent County Council is um, spending a lot of money itself on setting up its own solar farms. So it's not as if we're not without options. Um, and this is this is one that we 
we just don't need it. Thoughts there from Mark then. And now let's hear from Thanis MP Craig McKinley, who's among those who thinks fracking could be a viable option. He's been speaking to our political editor, Paul Francis. It is used extensively by 25, 26 million people in the UK for their primary source of hot water and and, uh, uh, heating uh, and cooking. And no matter what you think about the net zero dash, and, you know, we can discuss that, gas is going to be part of our energy mix for a very long time yet. Even the Climate Change Committee accept that even up to 2050 and beyond, gas is going to be providing a significant amount of our energy. Uh, My argument is we've got lots of it in the UK. Mother Nature blessed us with it. Why aren't we using it? Uh, It it seems to make uh, every sense. There's jobs there's tax revenues, there's investment. Uh, what better way to do levelling up in parts of the country that we're now focusing on uh, levelling up? And there's a huge CO2 saving. I don't think I need to tell you the uh, you know, the CO2 effect of super cooling gas in, in the US or Trinidad, Tobago or, or, or Qatar, uh, transporting it to halfway around the world on a diesel powered ship and then putting it into our gas pipelines in the UK. That is not very efficient in, in terms of CO2 far better to do it domestically. I mean, one of the issues perhaps for the UK and is that uh, in terms of the kind of space that uh, you see in America for shale gas extraction. Uh, oh, well, well, of course. Know, we're, we're much closer to communities. You know, no, undoubtedly. But uh, Pennsylvania in the US uh, has a lot of shale and that's quite a high, highly densely populated state. I heard one report that there is a shale gas um, well uh, within just a, a few hundred yards of um, a Sunset Boulevard in, in, in Hollywood. So these things, once they're up and running and just gently ticking away, frankly, you wouldn't know that they were there. It's, it's the drilling phase which uh, can cause uh, some of the issues that people are concerned about. Uh, but but uh, the Boland sh- um, shale field that is across Lancashire and uh, Yorkshire, I find it hard to believe there aren't some sites, quite a few sites, which are fairly remote and away from settled populations that should certainly be looked at at this time. I mean, I've been arguing for this for some months, way before the Ukraine conflict, but I think it's put it into sharp focus as to where our money and Western money has been flowing into Putin's coffers to actually finance his war machine. The UK currently has two fracking sites in Lancashire, which have been earmarked for closure after reports of earth tremors. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. There's a warning after a Gillingham man was forced to withdraw cash by a group of builders who then carried out what he's described as poor quality work. The victim, who has brain damage, was taken to Aldi to withdraw £200 by men who claim to be from Medway Council's building services team. Police say they're aware of the allegation, while the council have told us that any staff attending a site would provide proof of ID. Boat sellers in Kent are being urged to look out for smugglers who might use dinghies to bring asylum seekers to the UK. The National Crime Agency has issued a fresh warning after as many as 800 people crossed the channel yesterday. Boat owners have also been told to take extra security measures to protect their vessels and report any suspicious behaviour following a rise in thefts. His feared farmland on the Isle of Sheppey could be covered in housing after it was put on the market for £2.5 million. Estate agents say Cowsted Farm on the way to Minster has significant development opportunities. The 249 acres could be sold together or divided into five separate lots. You can see a Google Earth view of the site by heading to the store 
story at Kent Online. Now, chances are you've noticed today that the sky over Kent has been a pretty strange colour. Well, I'm joined now by Lauren Abbott, who can explain all. So, Lauren, what's the reason for the orangey glow then? Yes, Nick, the orange or yellow glow that you may have noticed in the skies above you in Kent today is actually being caused by dust that's carried all the way from the Sahara. For anyone who's been paying close attention to the news this week, you may recall some pictures um, from Europe where large clouds of the dust, which were caused by a sandstorm in the desert and then picked up and carried by Storm Celia, turned the skies in countries like Spain and Portugal and parts of Germany bright yellows and oranges. Um, it's also affected visibility and in some cases, because of a plume of hot air in Europe, it's also affected the air quality in some of those countries too. And how long is it going to last? The dust was forecast to be carried into southern areas of England, including Kent today, and actually it could be seen on satellite images moving across from France and towards us earlier this morning. There are some suggestions that the sky might change the brightest of colours nearer to sunset, but we don't have the strong winds in the south that Europe has witnessed, or unfortunately some of that warmer air. So I think the general feeling is that it won't cause us any significant problems or alter the air quality, and it is also unlikely to be as noticeable by tomorrow. I've noticed a few spots of rain around this afternoon. Is that likely to cause a problem? No, no significant problems. And as we've already discussed, weather watchers don't actually think we have enough of it to affect the visibility here. But if you've had some rain today, or you're more likely to notice the desert dust on your car roofs or bonnets or on the window panes of your house, the majority of the dust is actually about two kilometres above the ground level, so the Met Office, but obviously the rain will bring it down. So if you notice any rusty red particles, in particular on shiny surfaces outside, then that's exactly what you're looking at. Lauren, thanks ever so much. If you do have any pictures, we'd love to see them. You can either share them with us via socials or email them to news at the kmgroup.co.uk. Kent Online reports. An update now on a story that we brought you last week and great news. The lights that have been put up along Margate Seafront for the filming of a new movie are going to be left there permanently. The area has been transformed by the team behind Empire of Light starring Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth. Well, production bosses have decided to gift the lights to the town following a campaign to keep them. If you haven't seen them yet, do head to the web site to see what they look like and how they illuminate the seafront. There are plans to turn the former BHS store in Tunbridge Wells into a £9 million visitor attraction. Empty retail units at Royal Victoria Place could be converted into a cinema, bowling alley, go-kart track and space for virtual reality gaming. Mini golf and laser tag have also been suggested and it could open as soon as next year. A new long-distance cycle route is being launched in Kent. The Canty Way, which is named after an ancient tribe, will be 145 miles long and starts in the village of Wye near Ashford. It's designed to be ridden over a few days, taking you through Canterbury, Whitstable and Dover. We're told it should be ready to enjoy from Kent Day, which is the 26th of May. And tickets have gone on sale today for a one-day festival in Maidstone over the long Jubilee Bank holiday weekend. Cafe Mambo Ibiza Classics will be at Moat Park on June the 2nd. Fatboy Slim's son Woody will be among those appearing. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham weren't able to climb out of the relegation zone last night. They're still in the League One drop zone after losing 1-0 to Charlton at the Valley. Manager Neil Harris spoke to us after the final whistle. Ultimately, it wasn't a game we deserved to lose. Um, I thought we deserved at least a point out of it. I thought Charlton um, had a lot of the ball in the first half and, and uh, we were fine with that. We're comfortable without the football um, as a team at the moment. And as you said to the boys at half-time, you know, for 40 minutes... We were fine, not not any real major issues. Um, thought he even sort of Stevens in, in the boxing, you know, the first forty minutes, and we give a really poor goal away. It's an avoidable goal, and we can't afford in the position we're in to give away individual errors. Um, 
I said at half-time, maybe you just need to be a little bit more aggressive without the ball and just, just a little bit more risk-taking, get a little bit higher up the pitch. And I thought second half was excellent, really stepped onto Cholton um, and, uh, and ultimately we had the better of the second half. And all I will say, all I said to my players is they've given me everything tonight. That's all I can ever ask of a, the smallest group of players I've ever had in my life, I think. Um, all I can ask is, is everything all the time and, and they've, they've, they've done that. And I just said, boys, that my only disappointment tonight is just our lack of quality in the final third. And... Um, and I thought we got in some really good areas and just, just lacked a little bit of creativity and and, and, and ultimately didn't create enough clear-cut goals for opportunities. When we got into those good areas, we just didn't make enough of 1v1 situations. And I think that's been the story since I've been here in a lot of games. And that's the difference between even when you're playing Cholton, who aren't on a great run, but individually got some excellent players at this level. Um, and ultimately, that's the difference between your Sheffield Wednesdays, your Ipswich, your, your Wiggins, your Rotherham's, just, just why they sort of blow the league away. If anybody wants to put in... You know, respond to the ad. Anyone's ready? Wants to come and train Thursday? Everyone's welcome. Um, we, we just haven't got bodies. You know, the, the recruitment of the club's been a shambles. The condition of the players isn't good enough, and and ultimately it falls on me to get the best out of the players I've got. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll be down to probably nine senior players and adding. No disrespect to Charlie Kelman, Tom Dixon, Peters, but they're not senior players. They're, they're players that have come in to help us and boost us and, and doing a great job for me. Um, um, is where we are at the moment. A positive or a negative tonight it has to be a positive that we haven't lost ground because the three teams around us all got beat as well. Um, but then the negative is we got the point we deserve tonight when we'd be out of the relegation zone at the moment. It'd be another boost. Um, what, what I can control at the moment is is the mentality of my players and, and, and the togetherness in the group and absolutely first class. But the Jills are in the bottom four on goal difference but they're still level on points with the AFC Wimbledon who are one place above them. The problem, Wimbledon have got a game in hand so that doesn't work in Gillingham's favour. The Jills welcome promotion chasing at Sheffield Wednesday to Priestfield on Saturday. On to cricket now and Kent have confirmed Sam Billings will continue as captain for the new season but duties will be shared between Daniel Beldrummond and Jack Leaning when he's away playing in the Indian Premier League. Meantime, Zach Crawley will be hoping for another big score in England's second test against the West Indies. He managed 121 runs in the second innings of their opening game last week, which ended in a draw. Play is getting underway this afternoon. And England's women have kept their hopes of reaching the World Cup semi-finals alive with a win against India. Kent's Tammy Beaumont opened the batting but only managed one run before being bowled out. The defending champions still need to win their final three matches and for other results to go their way to make the last four. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.